Welcome to the Urban Planners Podcast, hosted by Gigi the Planner. This podcast is about all things urban planning related and otherwise. In this setting, we'll discuss the ins and outs of the planning field. We'll even delve into some very controversial topics involving the role planners have to take in their everyday lives and jobs. Without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode. This This is Gigi the Planner. Welcome everyone to episode 34 of the Urban Players Podcast. In today's episode, I'll be talking about studying for the AICP. So last week I talked about how to apply for the AICP. Now I'm going to talk about what you should be using to study for the AICP. Now, like I mentioned, I've taken it before. I did not pass. So there will be an updated episode regarding this once I actually do pass. I don't know if I'll say much different, but we'll see how much things maybe change. First off, I will say this, there is so much free information out there to study for the ASCP, you technically don't have to purchase anything. Now, not to say that you don't have to, but technically you don't. Yeah, I'll just start off by saying that part. Now, one of the top free things that I would say that's out there as it relates to ASCP study is Henry Bittaker's class. And Henry Bittaker is a guy down here in South Florida. He has a class, he's been doing this, I think maybe 15 years or so for free in person and it's a weekly class that people take. I've wanted to go in person, but it's like an hour and a half away, so not really an option for me. But yeah, his class is extremely good. Now, keep in mind, you don't actually have to be in the class to actually take part in the class. Now, I don't know what's happening since COVID. I have to get back on his email list and I'll provide you his email in a second to maybe get on his email list. But prior to COVID and a lot of things changing, he was doing the in-person classes, but they'll have it recorded. I think it was recorded live. And then even if you don't see it live, the live recording, you can still watch it afterward. Yeah, but that would be like a maybe 10 week class. And for what I understand, people that take the class, about 80% of their people pass. Now, I have never been like religious in taking this class. I will do a class here and there. So yeah, his is the number one class, I would say. His email is hbitteker, B as in boy, I as in Isaac, two T's as in Tom, A as in apple, K as in Kate, E as in Edward, R as in Robert, at AOL.com. So H as in Henry, Bitteker at AOL.com. You can email him and ask him to be on his ASCB study group email blast, and he'll put you on that. So, also, he has so many resources. Like I said, he's been doing this for 15 years. He's considered one of the top people in the U.S. teaching ASCP right now. Yeah, I think APA pulls him in often as it relates to ASCP, and he's on the boards with that. So, he is one of the top people. And like I said, he's been doing this for free for years. Yeah, so some other things that you can get that are free, really good study things that you could have. So the planning magazine. Now the planning magazine isn't technically free, but if you're an APA member, which you have to be to take the exam, you have access to the planning magazine. Even if you don't have all the old ones, 
you know the physical copies or whatever the case may be you can go on the website and see the backlog you can even go on the app for what i understand 2013 to 2016 are probably ones you should look at more so um, not to say a whole lot of information from these magazines come out into the exam some of it does the apa policy guides are also free if you're a member those are really good resources to look at and read to help supplement your study and the PAS reports, the Planning Advisory Service reports through APA are also really good, particularly number 566, 571, 575, 578, and 582. Those five are one of the ones that you should really read because a lot of the information from those are actually in the exam. APA also has a research knowledge base that you can look into and find stuff to read. So. There is a plethora of stuff out there to be reading. Like I was mentioning in the very beginning, you don't even have to actually pay anybody to study and pass, honestly. Also, some other free resources, Quizlet and StudyStack. Now, these aren't actually anything that's like from APA, like those other things I mentioned earlier. These are outside study resources that a lot of people use when they're studying, like for exams or whatever else they're studying for. I like Quizlet. I've been on Quizlet. I've looked into it. I've tried to use it for myself. I did use it when I took an exam some years ago and it really did help me out greatly. For the AICP, eh, I don't know. Now, it's. I think it is good for if you have to have questions, but usually when people do use Quizlet, it's flashcards type of thing. And usually with flashcards, it's like a term that you have to memorize. But usually with, with the AICP exam, a lot of it isn't really memorizing information. It's more about understanding information. So one thing that I did use it for were terms that I have a hard time fully comprehending, even though they may not actually, what is the definition of this word in the exam? I used, put those words in the Quizlet on the app because I need to make sure that I really understand what these words mean. So when I read the questions, I'm able to answer the questions intelligibly. Now you can create your own flashcards that you could do like little quizzes I, I i like quizlet a lot there are other things in there if you download the app find it on your computer you could search aacp and some other stuff that other people have created will pop up as well so that's something study stack is another resource they have a whole bunch of stuff in there i never really used it but it's something that you can look at so those are the free resources not to the paid now, the Planning and Urban Design Standards book is $71 for the Kindle version. From what I understand, that's a good book to read. Not to say that it's like the best resources, but one of the top viewers to purchase a book, it would be that book that you would purchase. Planetizen, I don't know if you guys know, heard of Planetizen. They have an online study, and I did purchase it. And the reason why I purchased it particularly is because, and we're going to go into this a little bit more, is that they had... A lot of practice tests so I'm like I need to be practicing these tests to help prepare me honestly I think practicing tests is the best way to study more than anything else yeah so they have a lot of practice tests. they have about six practice tests now if you google and type in ASCP study you'll find some stuff from other websites I'm not gonna mention all these websites because I don't think they're all that great the reason being is that some of these practice tests are old and the ASCP current is constantly changing. So I think that it's imperative that you find programs or practice tests or exams that are more up to date based on like how the ASCP 
is being offered today. So keep that in mind because I believe, I think it was 2017 or so, they made some semi-major changes with the ASCP. Not to say that old practice exams wouldn't be relevant at all, but I think it is better to get more into practice exams that are more closely aligned to what it is today. So that was like the number one reason why I got Planetizen and purchased it. It was like 245 and you only have access it to a window three months before the exam. That's all you have access to. Now, if you didn't pass and you want to take the exam again, you could get the access to Planetizen at half off. So keep that in mind. Not only do they have the practice in, they also have like little course classes related to different topics that are also great as well. Now, APA provides its presence, council, flash drive, USB that you could purchase for $18.95. From what I understand, it's a little dated. Not to say that it's not relevant at all. You can look into that as a resource. APA, for whatever reason, doesn't really provide any really good like study resources themselves specifically, which is a bummer. So you really have to pull from all these other places. And there's really no like one book, ASCP study book. Somebody needs to create it. Maybe that's me. I don't know. One day down the line. But yeah, I think that is really something because, you know, when you're taking all these other exams, there's a book that you can read to just study that book and take the exam. Like with ASCP, it's not like that. So that is something that needs to change. Okay. So more into study tips. So I'll give you a lot of study resources. Oh, also, I forgot to mention, going back, most of those study resources was back when I was taking the exam. A few have surfaced since then. I will mention two more that I know of now. Planningcertification.com. Check out that website. They have some resources. I purchased them a few months ago when I thought I was going to be taking the exam this November, but I'm not anymore. Hopefully, it will be next April. But they have some study resources on their website. I would suggest you check them out. Basically, they have a comprehensive planning study guide. They have two practice exams, five practice quizzes, and they also have three other ebooks. You know, check out that website, planningcertification.com. Also, I recently found out about this podcast, and the podcast is really new actually. It's called the Very Unofficial ASCP Podcast. So, being that you guys listen to podcasts, obviously you're on mine right now. You can check out that podcast, and they are unofficial ASCP podcasts. They just unofficially help you, guide you to studying for the ASCP. And actually, the person from Planning Certification who created that website, they're actually on a few episodes on that podcast. So, check those two resources out. Those are newer resources that's come out as of late. Now into actual study tips. Now, it is highly recommended that you have a good three months of studying. Now, as many of you guys know, some people are good test takers, some people aren't good test takers. Hopefully you know if you are, if you aren't. <laughs> and then I guess there's other people that's in the middle, right? So hopefully you know where you, where you fall in line. So if you're not a good test taker, you may need more than three months. If you are a good test taker, maybe you could do less. I don't know, but general rule of thumb, you need three good months um, of study, which is equivalent to hopefully 180 hours that you need minimum to hopefully pass the exam. So keep that in mind as you start studying. Like I mentioned a few minutes ago, take a lot of practice tests. That is the best way for you to gauge where you are 
and what you need to improve on. When you are reviewing your exams, the questions you get wrong and the questions you get right too. Don't forget to review the questions you get right because sometimes you get questions right by chance and you really didn't know and you just guessed. And even if you did really know, it helps still solidify by reviewing. Hopefully these practice exams that you take have a good explanation of the answer, why the answer you selected was right or why the answers that weren't selected or that you selected was wrong, all those things. Hopefully they have good explanation so you can get a good understanding. But keep track of the categories of where you may be getting a lot of answers wrong in so you can focus and key in on those categories. So hopefully whatever practice test you take allows you to be able to do that. One key thing, read the ASAP Code of Ethics multiple times. There's a lot of ethic questions. Oh my gosh. So read that multiple times. Really digest it and fully understand it because there's a lot of like scenario questions related to ethics that is, is in the exam. One thing that I do want to mention as it relates to the exam is that the exam is written if you were like a planning manager. It's written from that viewpoint. So a lot of the questions are based on that viewpoint. If you're a planning manager, you know, how you would do this, how you would do that. So a lot of people may not relate. One thing I also would point out is that if you work in the public sector, you're probably able to answer some, some of the questions a little bit easier than somebody in the private sector. Because like I said, it's like for a planning manager in the government sector is where the, the standpoint of where the exam is coming from. So just keep that in mind. I remember when I was taking the exam, a lot of these questions, I understood and knew the answer because of my work experience. So I can understand why they say you need to maybe possibly work before you take the exam. Not to say that somebody right coming out of school can't pass it because they don't have the experience, but it does help. Okay, like I mentioned, focus on those weak points. Take a pretest before you start studying. Take a test, see where you fall, and focus more energy on those weak areas. So, from what I understand now, because like I said, the, the, the exam is constantly changing. They are um, not so big on needing to know a whole lot of factor information. A lot of it's more like experience-based scenario situations. Not so much having to memorize like, oh, this date, that date type of thing. But not to say that you still need to know some, okay? Hopefully, the information that you get through the practice exams gives you a good basis of the questions on an actual exam. Multi-part questions. Now, those are the questions that I absolutely despise. From what I understand, they are slowly phasing them out. So, I don't know by the time you take the exam, whenever you're going to take it, if it's going to be all the way gone. I don't know what their timeline is for phasing the multi-part questions out. But those can be tricky. But one thing to do with those multi-part questions is find the clearly incorrect answer and then just cross out from there. So if you see one, cross it out from there. A lot of the questions are like A and B, then A and C, or A, B, and D. I hate those questions with a passion, but there's a lot of questions like that on the exam. Like I said, they're phasing it out, so there may not be as many by the time you take it, but those are in there. But also, like, one other quick little thing that you, you need to know some standard planning calculations in legal cases. Legal cases come up a few times, so you do need to understand the general legal cases that have been out there. So that is a section that I probably mentioned because it was a section that I struggled on, personally. They'll fully understand the case, what was the objective, and what was the final verdict, basically. Yeah, those are some, like, quick little study tips, study resources for you guys. Like I said, I'm going to be taking the exam 
again next year. Hopefully, I'll pass it this time because I don't want to take it a third time. I do hear that some people take it three times and pass. Some people take it once and pass. Some people don't really study that much and pass. But of course, it depends if you're a good test taker or not. The exam is not necessarily that easy. But yeah, it's not impossible though. So that's all we have for today, folks. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Urban Planners Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head over and leave a five-star rating on iTunes and subscribe to this podcast so that you won't miss out on an episode. If you would like to buy personalized urban planning gear and other products or are in need of some urban planning career coaching, please head over to ggtheplanner.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at ggtheplanner. Have a great week and we'll see you next episode.